0: Welcome to Empty Pages, which chronicles my journey from first draft to published manuscript and beyond. I'm your host, Ian McTeer. All right, if you're a return listener, welcome back. If this is your first time, welcome. I hope you find the information in these episodes to be useful. Also, if you are enjoying these, please leave a review and share with others. This is episode six, where I talk about my writing setup. Just a quick disclaimer, I am not getting paid to plug any of the products that get mentioned. These are just the products I personally have discovered to work the best for me. If you find something that works better for you, rock on, live your best life. So in case you were wondering what a writing setup is, it's basically the workspace and tools you utilize to write your stories. This can range from something as simple as, say, a notebook and pen at the kitchen table to an elaborate library complete with cozy fireplace and picture window looking out on some idyllic scenery while banging your story out on an iPad. Whatever setup you decide on, the most important factor, at least in my opinion, is whatever is going to set you up for success and not get in the way of your creativity. For example, I don't typically use a notebook and pencil or pen simply because I can't write as fast as I think. I used to think that all good writers wrote their stories by hand and only once it was done did they type them out. I don't know if that is actually true. It could be. Back in the day, it was probably easier and cheaper than messing up on a typewriter and having to start this page from scratch. All I know is that my hand would end up cramping up while trying to keep up with what my brain was telling me. To get a good visual for what I mean, imagine that I'm writing Star Wars A New Hope. My hand would be writing the cantina scene with the aliens, but my brain would already be at the part where Luke Skywalker and Han Solo were rescuing Princess Leia from the detention level on the Death Star. It was extremely frustrating because it would oftentimes derail what I was writing and my pages would often become a mess of handwriting that had become almost illegible and several things scratched out. I eventually switched to a system where I would write until I couldn't keep up, then grab a new piece of paper and begin writing where my brain was, but that just ended up resulting in a mess that I couldn't figure out how to put together. This would eventually become moot when I stopped writing for several years. Fast forward to when I started getting serious about writing again. I had no problem getting ideas, and I would jot these ideas down on any piece of paper I could find, and these I would carry around in my pocket. It got so bad that at one point, I found myself with my wallet in one pocket and a stack of papers just as thick as that wallet in another. During this time, I had resumed trying to write by hand, only to run into the same situation as before. The final straw came when I left the stack of papers home one day, only to come back to find out that my ex-wife had thrown them away, because in her words, it was garbage and I didn't need it. Thankfully, she had just thrown it away and I was able to retrieve it. This event would lead me to think of a way to solve this so that it didn't happen again. Now, before I get into my setup, I will say that I am not claiming that my way is in any way original. I'm sure that there are numerous writers out there that either have the exact same setup or something similar. I will also say that I don't think my way is the right way or the only way, it's just one way. What I want for you is to think about your own situation and figure out a solution that works best for you. Now then, on to my setup. My basic setup consists of using the app Evernote for keeping my ideas in one handy place, a laptop that I can type on that allows me to type as fast as my brain goes, and Scrivener, a word processing app that was built from the ground up with writers in mind. The first step was to figure out some way of being able to keep my notes in one place that couldn't get lost and couldn't get thrown away. I'm horrible at remembering some things, so if I had not been able to get my stack of notes back, I would have lost so many ideas. As well, having a stack of papers is not necessarily a good idea because if my ex hadn't thrown them away, it's entirely possible that I might lose some simply by taking the stack out of my pocket. Then there's the wear and tear itself as papers folded, unfolded, folded again, etc. At this point in time, I was used to carrying a smartphone and I used apps for several other things in my life. It was here that I turned to for the solution. The thinking was that my phone was not likely to be lost, stolen, or thrown away, and so keeping notes there would be a safe bet. After doing some research and downloading and playing with several different apps, I settled on Evernote. Evernote allows me to access my notes from my phone, as well as one more device under the free version. This I found to be excellent because it turned out that Evernote had a desktop version that was compatible with Windows that I could link together. They also have it for Mac as well, though I don't use any Apple products aside from an iPad and iPod Classic. This meant that I could be out and about, get an idea, put it in Evernote, or work on an outline, or even just write, and I would be able to access it on my laptop when I got home. The free version also has a limited amount of storage, but since everything I'm storing is text, I have never even come near the limit. You can store more than just text, including PDFs and pictures, but I've never needed to use this feature. The next piece is the laptop. I don't really think I have to go too far into this because it's a laptop, enough said. The most I've ever paid for a laptop has been a little over $500, but that's because when I get a new laptop, it needs to be good enough to last for at least four or five years before I need to upgrade. If you figure that I spend $500 and it lasts for five years, the math works out to $100 per year, and that's a good return on investment in my opinion. Now you don't need to spend that amount. You can find deals for pretty decent computers for less if you're patient or buy around holiday sales. I personally find that this amount works for me, and I'm usually able to get pretty good mileage with laptops in this range. That said, with the laptop, I'm able to keep up with what is in my brain when I'm writing. I used to be a huge PC gamer and as such, I used to have a really good gaming PC that I would also try to use to write. I say try because unfortunately I had the bad habit of deciding to take a 30 minute break to play a game only to find that a few hours had gone by and I had wasted time that could have been spent writing. It was this bad habit that made me decide to get a laptop that couldn't play the kind of games I was into at the time. This and I wanted to be able to go anywhere and write. At one point, I had the romantic notion of sitting in a coffee shop writing The Great American Novel while sipping on a latte or whatever it is that hipster writers drink. The problem was that I had and have no desire to write The Great American Novel. I'm a basic coffee and creamer kind of guy and coffee shops suck for getting any kind of writing done. Finally, the software that I would use to write my stories. To be honest, I gave so little thought to this very crucial piece. I'd already been using Microsoft Word for several years for everything from my resume to business reports among other things. Since it works so well for everything else, I figured it would work well for writing. At its most basic, Word will get the job done. For a short story, I found no problems with using it. Although aside from my novel in high school and the first draft I completed last year in December, I never actually finished anything I started to write and neither of those were done in Word. Before I continue, I don't want to bad mouth Word. Some of you use it and enjoy it, and it works for you, and that's great. If it does, rock on. It's absolutely good at what it does. It just turned out not to work for me, although I wouldn't find that out until I got the idea for my werewolf novel. Most of my ideas come in short bites, just enough to know what the basic premise is and not much else. Not the werewolf novel. When the proverbial damn burst on that idea, it was a flood of ideas. As a comparison, think of most of my story ideas as post-it notes, while the werewolf stuff is more like Lord of the Rings. I quickly found that Word was not up to the task of keeping this stuff organized, and I would soon find myself with several Word documents open as I bounced back and forth between the different documents, trying to keep these ideas organized. It quickly got out of hand and frustrating, not to mention that having several Word documents open would begin causing my laptop to become sluggish. So what was I to do? For a good two or three months, I struggled with using Word until I got so frustrated. I went to Google and typed software for writers or something similar into the search. I don't remember what all came up in the results, but Scrivener was among the top results, if not the top result. I saw that it had a 30-day free trial and I downloaded it. It was a little overwhelming at first, but after playing with it for a while, I started to see that it was perfect for me. I'm not going to turn this into a commercial for this product. If you want to know more about it, you can go to their website at literatureandlatte.com. However, here's what I found to be the highlights. For one, you can keep all the notes and writing in one file that you could access from a toolbar on the side. No more multiple versions of the program needing to be opened. It had a tracker that allows you to set project goals and daily goals. So theoretically, you could set your project goal to be at least 80,000 words and or your daily goal to 2,500 words, which is my own personal daily goal. And it would help you keep track. When it came time to export your writing, you could export it in any format, including the .doc and .docx, which is Word's default extensions, depending on the version, PDF, and even various ebook formats. One of my favorite features is that you can go full screen and you can set it to be as dark or as opaque as you want. And what this does is it can help cut down the clutter. Now, me personally, I keep it completely dark. So all I see is the typewriter page looking screen in the middle. It's black off to the side. I don't see any of the pop-ups that Windows loves to throw up at you. So it absolutely helps to cut down on distractions. And my absolute favorite feature has to be the full screen that's set up to mimic a page in a typewriter. Meaning that when you start writing, you will of course start at the top of the page and once it reaches the middle, it stays there. Meaning your head is looking straight ahead instead of bent downwards as it would be in Word because new lines form at the bottom of the screen. If you've used any kind of word processing program for any length of time, you know how sore your neck gets looking down all the time. This was a huge game changer for me. The remainder of my setup is that I have a room that I converted into an office, so I have a place to work. But I can also take my laptop and go to the library or work in the park, and yes, even a coffee shop if I wanna deal with that hassle. The only other thing I have in my setup is my iPod Classic as I listen to music when I write. So now that I have gone over my setup, how exactly does this help me to be more productive with my writing? Evernote allows me to jot down my ideas and work on my projects without needing to carry around my laptop. When I'm ready to sit down and write on my laptop, I can simply open the Evernote app and retrieve whatever work I did on it. The laptop itself allows me to type as fast as my brain spits out the story. And Scrivener allows me to keep everything in one place so that I only have that and Evernote open so that I'm not fighting against my computer being so slow. If I'm in the middle of writing and I forget a detail, I can click on my notes, then jump right back to where I left off. My setup works with me, not against me. And because of this, my creativity can flow unimpeded. And the music, well, that helps with blocking out distracting sounds and can even help with setting the mood for whatever scene I'm currently writing. In a nutshell, the tools serve the Muse. They do not interfere with it. When figuring out your setup, make sure that you are striving to create a system that feeds your creativity, or at the very least, doesn't impede it. I hope this inside look helps you if you've been struggling. If you already have a setup that works for you, please feel free to reach out to me on my Twitter account or Instagram account and let me know. Who knows, your setup may help out a fellow writer to reach creative nirvana. Stay classy. Keep writing those stories. This has been another episode of Empty Pages. If you enjoyed what you heard and want more of it, you can follow me at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Please leave me a review as that really helps me out. And if you do, you might find your review featured in a future episode. You can find me at ianmctier.com, as well as on Twitter and Instagram as at ianmctier. Until next time, I'm Ian and this is Empty Pages. Stay classy and write those stories.